0: Got Gavin Davis with us now, who is the host and creator of Spanner and Spoon, the mystery toilet roll saga. Gavin, hey, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi there, hi there. How are you? You okay? <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks. How are you?
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. We're obviously still in uh, lovely lockdown, but uh, you know we're, we're getting through it, aren't we? You know, and uh, managing to find different ways to do do normal things. I don't I don't mind being in lockdown, and my whole family is a bit with me, so kids and uh you know wife so we're all very uh, very happy where we are you know i mean i have to try and keep a little bit safer because i'm uh, uh i'm still being treated for a prostate cancer so obviously mm-hmm. with that you have to sort of be a little bit more aware of what's going on around you and yeah. and uh taking extra care which is good and everybody around me knows that Our kids are staying at home as well so and how about you are you finding it good
0: yeah, I'm just, the thing I'm running out of is ideas of what to cook. I've got a bit bored now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you can only have chicken curry so many times. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I absolutely love, because we, we, obviously it's all scratch cooking now, isn't it? Most yeah. of the time, you're having to make everything from scratch. and uh, And yeah, I absolutely love that. I mean, the baking though we really stop. had to put a stop to that. <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. My will to resist temptation is even lower in lockdown <laughs> than it was before.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm not... I've got a bit of an... I suppose all mu, all musicians and people who do this sort of stuff have got slightly addictive personalities. So, so <laughs> in, in, in a way, we do something to extreme. Everything that we do, we do to extreme, whether it's music, whether it's podcasting, whether it's voiceover work or anything. It does... Okay is never good enough, and I, I think that that is the true of all of the arts, really.
0: One thing that I got addicted to is listening to podcasts. How about you?
1: Ah uh, well, <laughs> yes. Well, because course, um, I spoke to Jerry about this. I said to Jerry, and he was quite surprised. I said, I don't really know what a podcast is.
0: Says a podcast host. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, I know. And 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 I said to Jerry, I said, I'll put the Spanner and Spoon radio show together, mm-hmm. and uh, Jerry said that's a podcast. And I said, is it? And he went, yes. Did you not know it was a podcast? I said, well, no, what's a podcast? And he, he, he had to enlighten me on exactly what a podcast was. So I'd heard of podcasts, you know, as everybody has. Uh, but I just didn't really think the Spanner and Spoon show um, was a podcast. Now, the reason it, be- I think the main reason it became sort of podcast material was because we split it up into nice little chunks. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you can just catch on the radio or on wherever it is you listen to it. We've got our website as well. But um, wherever you listen to it, it is not going to take over your day. It is going to be something that will leave you with a smile and you'll think, "Oh, yeah, I probably hope that you think that you want to listen to the next part of the series because they are linked you know it's not a a one-off 10 minute episode that then changes into something else the episodes sort of grow they tell a story over the over the four or five that we do you know the first series uh which was the mystery toilet roll saga which you can guess where that came from
0: Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. it created in lockdown at the beginning (laughs) yes it
1: certainly was (laughs) yes and um first things first i suppose is how did I get in touch with uh, with with Tom? And that was a bit of a chance meeting. Friend of mine. Well, he's he's a good good friend of Tom's as well. And that's Ian Palmer. Now, Ian Palmer is uh, the nephew of uh, Carl Palmer, who's Emerson Lake and Palmer's Palmer. Uh, if you've ever heard of Emerson Lake and Palmer, they were a massive massive prog rock group filled stadiums in the 70s and wow. 80s things like that well ian's a drummer in his own right and he's played with many 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 well-known uh, musicians he was actually as well i know you have probably heard of london grammar yes you probably have heard of london grammar i'm i'm not deliberately looking at the you know the, the fact that you're very young <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm thinking if you don't know Emerson Lake and Palmer then you, you're definitely not going to know some of the other people and but he played drums on their very first uh, album and I went to a show Tom was playing bass with with Ian because he plays upright bass normal bass I say normal bass I think the upright's as normal as he get. really so I love the sound of the upright bass and um, he was playing down in London in, 2000, I think it was 2019. I went down there and he was just sitting there sort of at the corner and I found out that he was playing bass and just had a chat to him whilst everyone else was sort of doing their thing. Found out that he did uh, voiceover work. Found out that uh, he did the voice of Tony the Tiger. No way! Yeah. That's I didn't what, know that. That's what he did, yeah. They're great! That, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's his thing. Anyway, so he did the voice for Tony the Tiger for about twenty odd years, and I was talking to him about um, the fact that I'm a mimic. So I suppose the best way to explain that is when I started in my music sort of pose, I would copy singers Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, and uh, Perry Como, and I'd have a go at you know copying Karen Carpenter. But obviously, I've got a few things that you know. Can't really do her. Um, very difficult. And I'd also mimic accents, regional accents, all over the the world. Really, you know, Australian and all sorts of things like that. But never really did a lot about it. We had a good conversation about this together, and I said, "Well, do you fancy doing a radio show?" And he went, "Oh yeah, send us what you've got. Send me a show reel." And I'm thinking, "Show reel? What's a show reel? <laughs> yeah. uh, a personal show reel of of the way you I do my voices." I said, "Well." I've never done this professionally before, but there you go. Went back, uh, did a show reel, sent him over, and it went quiet. And I thought, oh, I probably probably wasn't very good then, you know. It was, it was probably sort of a bit okay. And uh, out of the blue, I think it was just before lockdown happened, and he said, um, "Yeah, I'll do that radio show. Do you want to do it?" Yes. Okay, fair enough. Better write it then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who so who wrote it? Did you write it together, or did you write it and then send him the script and he recorded his bits?
1: Yes and yes. Uh, so, uh, yes and yes. Uh, so the first series, which we're obviously talking about now, I started writing that as a little bit of entertainment just before I got the call from from Tom, yeah, we'll do it, uh, with my son. And we were just having a bit of a play around and, you know, just a bit of a play on words and uh, toilet roll saga and things. I'd just recently recorded something for a bit of fun which was dracula in lockdown you know and was i it a know, musical, it was a musical,
0: musical? Oh, yeah, yes. it was a
1: musical song yeah it was a musical well, is, is there another type of song i suppose there is yes uh <laughs> but anyway yeah a musical song and uh i think it's on my facebook page somewhere but he basically is dracula voice like this you know and he's very unhappy because he cannot find anybody to bite oh, so, oh. so so that that's what he did, you know?
0: That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> well, I told you I like mimicking stuff. So I did that, and um, then I was writing this with my son, and I thought, well, wow, this, this lovely gentleman, uh, Tom Clark Hill, who has a fabulous name as well. Brilliant. Tom Clark Hill, what a name. Such a busy voiceover uh, actor, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll try and write it. So I wrote the whole of the first series myself, Sent it off to uh, Tom in chunks, so we wrote it uh, in part one to part four, and uh, he recorded his bit, and then I did my bit with the arranging and recording, my parts, uh, adding the sound effects, assembling it all in Cubase, and uh, I love that. Really enjoyed that. Having worked with uh, Ian Palmer quite a lot, putting music tracks together and recording his drums is very particular with his drums the way it's rare that they're recorded uh i learned an awful lot about multi-tracking but i've been doing multi-tracking since i was 17 and i'm sort of 55 now so look
0: a day over fabulous
1: you're very very kind you're very (laughs) kind yes so i wrote all of that series uh, we recorded series one, which is what we're talking about now. But the series that we're going to be talking about in a few seconds, I imagine, is the Incredible Time Travel Adventure, which is our second series.
0: This is a podcast radio original, isn't it? Yes,
1: it is, it is, it is. It's it is. so
0: exciting. So is the second series, is it an extension of the first series or is it a completely new story? It's
1: obviously the, the characters are all the same. We start as we ended in the last series... And then we go to a completely different place with it. So we're trying to keep some form of uh, continuity, really, so that it all sort of fits in together. So Mm -hmm. it does help, although Tom did say to me, because we did a a little uh, teaser. I asked him, I said, did you understand the first series, Tom? And he said, no, I (laughs) had no idea.
0: He's a no co-creator idea. and he didn't even understand it. I love that. It, exactly. <laughs> if you could give it a short synopsis then, the first series, how would you describe it?
1: Oh, that's a tricky one. Well, first first series is basically... Uh, it has elements of time travel in it, a little bit of time travel in there, although you don't really know about it. Uh, there's a General Spanner, Professor Spoon, who I'm Professor Spoon. <laughs> you know, that's him. He's, he's very <laughs> weedy sort of character. And he actually was quite... Um, I suppose it's quite pronounced on the very first episode. He was a little bit more confident. And he's got less and less confident with more and more explosions, <laughs> uh, things going wrong and poor old Tiddles, the cat ending up on top of the spire and things like that um, with explosions. So what is it about? I don't really want to give too much away because I'd rather people just sort of come and have a listen to it. Yeah. But, but ideally, um, if you are completely mad... Uh, which you sort of need to be in these <laughs> times, and you like things like Monty Python, Spanner and... Um, Spanner and Boone, sorry. Oh, sorry, that was a bit of a plug, accidental. <laughs> um, uh, so as I said, Monty Python, the goon show. It's not quite as silly as the goon show. Um, Hancock's Half Hour in some ways. it's just There's sort of silly sort of voices and things that he does. But we basically have characters that sort of work together to solve a problem. And that's very much what happens in the second series as well. There's a problem it needs solving. And, uh, you know, we have loads and loads and loads of fun. I mean, Tom's voices are amazing. I sort of, you know, you know sort of keep up the background voices. I've, I've got a few voices that I've stolen from various areas which I'm not really going to say where they came from, but, uh, Miss you know, that one sort of thing, you know, (laughs) no, I did not do Parker from the Thunderbirds then. No, definitely not. (laughs) But that, that's the police officer who's Parker from Thunderbirds. And then we've got a vicar who's, uh, this is series one, uh, an area 51 tour guide, which of course (laughs) you would, you would have an area 51 tour guide and he would be a scouser, wouldn't he?
0: Of course you would. But it's really weird because Jerry's just texted me and he's our he's our favourite Scouser, isn't he? He is, <laughs> like, that's he so is weird. Yeah. You say Scouser and he just <laughs> appears on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: that's great, you know, and they're all, they, 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 they do that a lot, you know, don't they? I mean, um, my favourite Scouser is obviously, uh, you know, Paul McCartney, you know, and uh, all those people from uh, the Beatles, they're fantastic. <laughs>
0: Your accents are so good, they're <laughs> brilliant. And it's also like called a cartoon podcast. I've never heard anything like Spanner and Spoon before. Like I could, I've watched things on TV like Spanner yeah. and Spoon, but I've never heard them as like a podcast. And your imagination kind of runs wild with it because you're left free to imagine all those characters and the situations. Yeah. How did so? How did it come about the cartoon style?
1: total accident i suppose it's the writers <laughs> i suppose it's the writing of the first series lent lent itself to wacky scenarios that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do yeah. i mean you know you in the first series general spanner says to professor spoon that he's going to fit in with a tracker and he chains a double decker bus to him he says, "Well, that's the only thing that's got a tracker on it." They said, "It's a bit big, though, Spanner. Surely you couldn't have found a smaller tracker, you know?" And uh, it's quite, it's quite funny. There's just things you can't do. You know, Becking's ferret. It just sounds cartoony, doesn't it? And I love cartoons. Who doesn't love cartoons?
0: <laughs> so, what would you say was your inspiration for Spanner and Spoon? Was it a particular cartoon?
1: Um. Yes, I think it was actually. I think it was Futurama, yes. which people have you will know, know Futurama hopefully, and um, Family Guy, yes. but without but without the crude crude aspect. Because I'm a very you know I don't like to swear and never really have done. Being a big um, croony sort of Frank Sinatra fan, I, I mm-hmm. go out and sing with big bands. I have done in the past, um, and uh, there's no need. There's just no need for it, really. I mean, if I was a stand-up comedian, well, maybe. You know, sometimes you do you have to to get your point across, don't you? But, but no, I wanted it to be as clean as it, it could. But then Tom comes in, doesn't he, with <laughs> with his craziness, and uh, yeah, he 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 has a, a very good sense of humour. But again, he's he's in the non swearing department, like I am. But but I think in the second series they have a like we have a puke party <laughs> oh,
0: I wish I hadn't just eaten
1: <laughs> which, which we, we are definitely going to have to um, warn people about that one <laughs> uh, uh, and if anyone's listening which obviously everybody hopefully is listening um, about this series uh, it's part three so just beware of part three of the second series <laughs> but just make sure you're not about to eat or going to be eating. So there you go.
0: <laughs> and what other podcasts are you absolutely loving listening to at the moment? Um,
1: well, I think there was a. a I can't remember what his name was now, but comedy, anything to do with comedy, really. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, podcasts. Uh, time is the thing with podcasts. Mm. And if I'm recording and I can't listen to anything, you know, you can't. You just got to get on with what you're doing. And we're yeah. writing. And I've I've always been like that with music as well when people ask me you know who who do you listen to and I go well I don't really mm-hmm. I did when I was learning but now I really don't listen to a lot because I don't want to be influenced mm-hmm. and I think I think that's the thing about trying to write something can do something that's original it's all too easy to turn out to be the the, the next uh, you know family guy or the next uh, and we don't want to do that we want to try and be as original as we can and i did not know that no one had done a podcast cartoon before i had no idea of that and that's good it's i
0: think brilliant. that's good that's yeah. so fascinating yeah you've you've created a new niche podcasting is so oversaturated and you've found the thing that hasn't been done which is incredible
1: by total accident.
0: <laughs> so we're doing this on Zoom, so I know nobody else can see this, but I can see yeah. loads of musical instruments around you, yes. and I know that you're a musician, so tell us a little bit about about your musical life as well.
1: Ooh, that's, uh, that's, that's a, 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 a biggie. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, no, it depends. Uh, well, I uh, started playing when I was eight, uh, clarinet, um, and then moved on to classical guitar, rhythm guitar, lead guitar, bass guitar, keyboard. And ended up being taught by the same uh, drum teacher as Ian Palmer when I was 16 mm. um, on drums. Mm. And then took took to the drums, really took to the drums. Loved that because my dad was a, a drummer in the 60s and formed a band called the Starliners. And they toured uh, England, ended up um, going to um, Hamburg with the Beatles. So they did... Uh, or, or at the same time as the Beatles, it sounds a bit more grand if you say with the yeah. Beatles, doesn't it? But no, they were they were there at the same time. But my dad had backed out of the band by then, um, which is happens with bands, you know you, you know these yeah. these things the way they go. Yeah, and he then recorded a single with a, a guy called Danny Storm. Who was a sort of a contender to sort of Cliff Richard at the time, um, but yeah, all this sort of stuff is very <laughs> non-modern, uh, or should we say old? And uh, and I started playing drums and started writing my own songs, but as a long-term uh, anxiety sufferer, I'm not I just didn't really want to let them out. You know, yeah. didn't want to let my songs out.
0: Oh, I think there are so many people who can resonate with that. totally understand,
1: yeah. yeah. You know, you just have to push and push. So my mother said, well, go and do some amateur dramatics. And I went, oh, okay, fair enough. I was really, <laughs> I was really keen to do that, not, at the time. And then ended up loving it. Did loads of it for um, <laughs> local theatre companies. I did uh, West Side Story. I played the lead in Anything Goes and uh, for a Bourneville, Bourneville, Bourneville theatre company. And uh, I did loads, uh, loads of things like that, and uh, I think my best one was uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, where I played a a guy called Bud Trump, and uh, it was typecast, I'm an idiot and so is he, (laughs) (laughs) Or, or I'm good at playing idiots, put it that way um music played in played in lots of bands started working with um in 2000 when was it 2013 uh, a guy called Chris, Car- Chris Garfield who was Paul Carrick's so have you ever heard of anyone called Paul Carrick nope. uh Mike and the Mechanics you heard of nope. Mike and the Mechanics nope Squeeze you heard of Squeeze no, no. Uh, we're not doing well here uh, the listeners will have hopefully uh, well Squeeze you know Jules Holland Yes. yeah you go we got there uh, so so jules holland is the keyboard player from, from oh, squeeze
0: yeah no, okay, there you go yeah, and bells now.
1: he took over jules holland from paul carrick and oh, paul carrick was the one of the one of the chris Difford chris Difford as well was a singer i think from um yeah from uh, squeeze and uh paul carrick did a couple of the, the songs in uh, in that anyway so chris garfield was paul carrack's guitarist
0: oh wow in the
1: band oh, and sick. we got in touch we got together we started writing together chris and i and ended up having a contract with uh, one media uh, down at pinewood studios to create uh, an album so we created our album it was a you know a specialist album of rock lullabies yeah.
0: Oh, rock lullabies. Yeah. So, hang on, are these specifically for nighttime listening to go yes. to sleep to?
1: Yes, for babies, believe it or not.
0: Oh, for babies? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's it was known uh songs so things like um I'm trying to think of one now because it was a long time ago we did this <laughs> uh clocks by sort of coldplay things like yeah, that yeah. and we, we we sort of did them in a very very lullaby slow sort of uh, way because what what one media said was that there was a lot of plinky plonky ones out there but none (laughs) none that people were sort of properly singing on so uh, we 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 produced and put that together and got a lovely lady singer to uh, help us sing those as well so we did that Uh, then I got in in touch with Ian Palmer and he visited my studio like constantly and we kept writing together and uh, I was recording his drums and uh, we, we put a few bits and pieces that way and then I uh, not so long back uh, got a contract myself with One Media and asked, they've asked me to do an album myself so I play all the instruments write the songs um, I say play all the instruments I've actually managed to coerce Tom into playing bass for me on a couple of the tracks.
0: Oh, brilliant.
1: Because <laughs> he's such a brilliant bass player. And he didn't pay me too much to say that. Um, <laughs> so so that's good. Um, so, yeah, my album, I think, will be ready in about two, three months and be released through One Media Down in Pinewood Studios. So, that's so you know,
0: exciting. Hopefully so that'll exciting.
1: be very good. Oh, and this year, you be, I bet you know this, I bet you know about this. You know the UK Songwriting Contest... Uh, I'm a semi-finalist oh, in wow. the uh, it's it's finished now, so I ended up as a semi semi-finalist. Um, and 2020, so that's, that's the last year's uh, songwriting UK one, and that's the one that's run by the Brits. So it's a it's a world-renowned uh, songwriting competition, wow. and my song was Piece by Piece, which that's I wrote fantastic. about me and my dad. So you know, so there we go.
0: I love that. That's so cool. So does that mean? are we in the future going to get a musical podcast from you
1: um yes yes, yes. that's that sounds interesting
0: <laughs> <There> <laughs> yes we could do that podcast radio exclusive <laughs> yeah
1: yeah That'd That'd be well. fun wouldn't it yeah. they would yeah well you could sort of start talking about a song sing a song finish talking about it yeah that would work yeah maybe
0: or like almost like spanner and spoon but as a musical
1: yeah spanner and spoon the musical yes with a singing (laughs) professor yes that would that would work yes i don't know what he could (laughs) sing about but uh, i'm sure he could yes that sounds good well tom's bassist is a musician in his own right i'm sort of a bit of a multi-instrumentalist i play pretty much anything that someone throws at me apart from a banjo don't really like banjos they're good for burning (laughs)
0: Oh, brilliant. That's the only thing I don't like. (laughs) Gavin, thank you so much for joining us. And part two of Spanner and Spoon will be on podcast radio very soon. Yep. Thank you. Lovely
1: to speak to you too. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor. And every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French Food Podcast. Bon app.